0: Entering our second season of Blood Time, we want to thank not only our phenomenal and remarkable individuals that were our guests, but also the support, the incredible support that we have had throughout the community, not only locally, but nationally. What you can absolutely put to bed as guaranteed the second season of Blood Time are more remarkable individuals, more transformative stories, and more Blood Time moments. Please give a listen to the second season, for we are all blood. Coach Cimarroni here. Love to all. This is Coach Cimarroni for Next Level Continuing Education. Next Level brings unique education to real estate professionals and real estate investors on how to get money effectively and efficiently into real estate investments. Next Level Continuing Education has ditched the traditional continuing education platform. Gone are the days of listening to boring content in a stuffy classroom setting. Come jump on a Zoom call whenever you find it comfortable and learn how to expand your real estate portfolio. Next Level CE brings unique content across Ohio and the Midwest to teach real estate investors how to become their own bank using the infinite banking concept to acquire more properties quickly. Call Ryan M. Miller, the CE Specialist at 330-933-8231 or click on the link in our show notes. That's Ryan M. Miller, CE Specialist, 330-933-8231 or our show notes. The link is where you go. Thank you. Hey, this Coach Cimarroni here, Blood Time, this the next episode with a fantastic guest on the phone, Yoshi Nakamura. Yoshi, welcome. What's going on? How are you? <laughs> oh, man, it's so good to good to hear your voice and so good to get you finally on this show. And I've followed you since you were a young man and, uh, in that storied St. Ed's program. We had uh, your head coach, Greg Urbis, on back in season one, and now I, to get a superstar like you on in both not only the wrestling but the judo world and then you get a brother in the nfl what the heck i mean it's amazing yoshi what uh your family has accomplished what you've accomplished and you you, you went to school at a pretty crappy school Penn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: you know yeah 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 you know it's, it's one of those schools that you know that, i guess you know <laughs> Yeah. Was okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wharton School just a piker's dream, right? <laughs> so you oh, were man. you were a three-time uh, Ivy champ, weren't you? Yeah, three-time
1: yeah, oh, EIWA champion. Okay.
0: Okay. And then you were a two-time state champ over at uh, St. Eds. And That's then right. uh you were a Division 1 All-American twice, am I right?
2: That's correct.
0: Yeah. What That's did correct. you take? 7th and 3rd? Yep. That is correct. So, so tell me a little bit about what got you. I mean, I've heard some amazing stories about your dad. I mean, I don't think your dad was over what five one, five two, five three, something like that. I mean,
1: you know, he was—he he was, he was, um, was actually five eight. So we were, okay. actually, my dad and I were about the same size. Although, if you had asked anybody, they would have told you that he was probably six three. Gotcha. Uh, gotcha. 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 The way, the way he handled his, the way he handled himself, and, and you know how he, number one, um, you know his level of, of experience and and. His degree of black belt in judo which was used in eighth degree of black belt. Wow. Um but let us let's, let's not let's not cut my mom short either. My mom, my hey, mom, Tiger Mom, five, right? Two, five,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. She she was a fourth she was a fourth degree black belt in judo, so let's be very clear, there was no messing around at home. I get I you.
0: <laughs> so so Yoshi, when either one of them asked you to take out the garbage, it was always yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Ask us to take out the garbage already <laughs> out. It was yeah. expected, right? It was, it was a, it was we're a, we're a now, foregone conclusion. Now. Exactly. I love it. Exactly. I love it. Well, yeah. you know, it's, it's just amazing to, to hear what your family ha- has accomplished, what you've accomplished. And, you know, there's obviously trans transition between judo and, and transformation between judo and wrestling. Talk a little bit about that foundation that you got from those martial arts and what it meant to you as a young man and then obviously as now a businessman.
1: Sure. Um, you know, judo really laid the foundation for my life. Um, that plus, you know, our core family values. Sure. And um, my father was an athegue black belt in judo, you know, uh, came from came from Japan, trained at the Kodokan. Yeah. Really really interesting story. My father actually trained way 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 back in the day under Tadaki Hata's father in oh. Japan at oh. the Kodokan.
0: Wow. Now you're talking yeah. about you're talking about ro- judo and wrestling royalty.
1: Yes. Yes. Wow. So um, it, it, it's it, when you sit back and think about that. Yeah. And I'm going to get to the, the the later part of that story about how you know my father ended in, ended up in Ohio. Right. Um. He uh. My father traveled the world. Uh. He coached the 1964 uh, lightweight uh, team for, for the Olympics in, uh, for uh, for Japan. Wow. And uh, that that was year judo uh, was introduced to the Olympics in Tokyo. Sure. Uh. And then and then traveled the world, taught in Europe, Egypt. You know, South America, Central America, and then eventually came to the United States. Right. Um, You know, my father loved the United States, and you know, being able to travel and teach uh, something that he loved the most in judo, um, he fell in love and and decided to to stay. And um, he traveled around uh, doing clinics at different judo schools and and universities.
2: That's fantastic. And actually, uh,
1: on the on the tour, met my mom. Uh, my mom is, as mentioned, a fourth-degree black belt in judo. Wow. She, uh, her, her whole family did judo, and she's from Rhode Island. So. What, what, um, um,
0: what is your father and your mother's name, and where did your father come from in Japan?
1: Sure, my father is Ryozo Professor Ryozo Nakamura, and my mom yeah. is Karen Nakamura. Wow. My father uh, is from the Shimane area okay. right in Japan. Okay. The south, the western side. Gotcha. Um, and my mom, obviously from from Rhode Island, as mentioned, Woonsocket, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my mom and her her brothers, my uncles, did judo. They loved the sport, and you know, they ended up meeting. Him. And my mom, there's actually, is some interesting video floating around of uh, my mom doing clinics with my dad. That's and my, my dad, my dad using my mom as a throwing dummy, by the way. Oh my god! Um, now
0: that's true love. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: know, it's you know, well, one of those things. You're like, yeah, like, you know, maybe this day and age, somebody might look at that and say, wow, like, you know, is well, what of abuse or is that? <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Uh, it, that's I say that very tongue in cheek. Um Yep, of course. But, uh, my mom my mom loved Judo as much as my dad did and, and they probably loved it even more because because of my dad. So
0: That's awesome. Um, what it, a love so, story. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So how did how did they
0: how they end up in northeast Ohio? My goodness. We're, how lucky oh, did actually, we get these, these superstars?
1: I think it's a it's a great question because yeah. um you know, you would think you end up in a big city or you know, the west coast where where judo is really, really popular. Sure. Um so what happened was, is my, as my father was traveling around the United States, mm-hmm. you know, different business people were, were suggesting, hey, why don't you come to Little Rock, Arkansas, or why don't you come to uh, Pennsylvania? I'll, I'll I'll you know set you up, set a gym up for you. You can run a judo school, and you can teach self defense. You can do this. You can do that. Yeah. And um, you know that had come up in conversation a number of times, and so. You know, they took one shot i believe it was down in uh, uh arkansas okay uh it didn't quite didn't quite work out and then so they went up to cleveland It was kind of a similar situation uh and eventually my father was just like, you know what i'm just gonna open up, up my own judo school that way i don't have to answer to anybody run my own business and then um he also worked at the local uh County Jail, the Sheriff's Department in Lorraine County. Yeah, and yeah. He, did, he taught he taught self defense. You know, State Highway Patrol troopers, local law enforcement, and then also uh, was a corrections officer at the uh, the County Jail.
0: How fat? How how lucky and, and fortunate were those officers to have your dad there? That's that is fantastic. And you know, it's an interesting story because my uh, my mother's Armenian. I'm an Arslanian. Uh, my mother's an Arslanian, so I have half Armenian blood and. You know, with an immigrant story, I mean, it's interesting that he would end up here. Your, your parents would end up here because typically, like with the Armenians, there's always a big community like in Fresno and Detroit and sure. in Boston. Sure. And so Japanese Americans, mostly mostly the big the big uh, or, um, communities are out on the West Coast. So no matter where you're, you're going to end up as a Japanese American you know, immigrant family. Right. It's going to be you're going to be rare. And so you're really rare, in Northeast Ohio. I don't see. It. I don't think there's a big Japanese American uh, uh, community here. Is there?
1: No, no, actually. And and this brings me to that that point I was going to mention, uh, or I said I was going to mention earlier. Yeah. My father, and mother moved maybe no more than 18 minutes from Kochada and his wife Susan Hada.
0: That's fantastic. And
1: he lived in Oberlin, Ohio, and we we moved to Elyria, Ohio. Wow. And they just reconnected, and you know really. You know, I have to give a lot of credit to that relationship because, you know, when my father passed away when I was 13, my yeah. brother was five, her was five, my sister was three, oh. Um, we, uh, you know, we, we struggled, it, Sure. you know, we had, uh, you know, going from two incomes to one, we had, you know, no money, and thank sure. God my mom had, you know, she had gone back to school a few years after I was born to get uh, an associate's degree and working at St. John and Hospital. Right. But thank God she did that. Um, my, my mom is is has always been a, an oak uh, hardworking, and um, you know, 100% dedicated to her family.
0: That's your original but blood time, Karen. We love Karen. It, it, we absolutely yeah, love and, Karen. And <laughs> and and, uh,
1: and um, we, you know there's there's a certain set of circumstances that just seem lucky um sure. and call it good karma because my mom was or my dad was but we, we moved close to we were we were you know 15 20 minutes away from Coach Hada and his family. Mm-hmm. Um Coach Hada had introduced me to wrestling. Uh, when I was a kid, actually, Coach Hada's uh, two sons, Robert and Ben, both did judo with my father. Yeah, I've um, had a nice uh, opportunity to uh, chat 18. with. Yeah, I've had a nice opportunity um, to
0: chat with uh, Robert. Great guy, uh, really yeah. smart guy too. Robert Hada. Um, yeah.
1: Two, two, two amazing, two amazing families. Two amazing, um, you know, Saint Nights families. Right. And um, he, yeah, Coach Hada, when, when all of that stuff went down, when my dad passed, so he was he was there, um, you know, and, and to to help us out and, and be there for us. And, um, he actually said, you know, when this was, when I was in the seventh grade and I was playing basketball and running track and sure. doing other sports, baseball in the summer and, and still doing judo. He, um, my eighth grade year, he said, you know, you should think about coming, you should think about doing wrestling. Um, right. You know, I know you, you, I tried it when I was a little kid I I didn't like it. So, okay. He said, but you, you could go to, you should come to St. Ed's, you know, Ben and Robert are there and you know, St. Ed's is the best. And, right. Yeah, it's funny because uh, I remember going to Shadow. Um, Saint Ed's, sure. And <laughs> they're like you should come to practice. I'm like, coach. I was like, I, I don't, I don't really wrestle. <laughs> right, <laughs> right. I got to, I to go to practice. He said, like, no, no, no. He's like, you know, we talk, you know, we talk. he, he, he spoke in some broken, you know, some broken. Ah, it's okay, it's okay. You, you good, you are good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, uh, I remember, uh, I remember getting the black and grays from uh, from Eddie and uh, Eddie Jane. And sure. Getting getting yeah. a pair of shoes and. Getting on the mat, and I remember just you know kind of wrestling around, and really all I did was just try to throw people because you know judo and wrestling are very similar. Yep. Uh, and I I remember after practice, Coach Jane saying, "Hey, you know, get Sam, Niger, come here, Sam, come here. Yeah. Hey, this is Yoshi, you know, and he's like does uh, you know, judo and you know Eddie and Mark, Mark and the boys took judo, take judo from his dad, you know, but he's he's gonna get interested, he's gonna come to say Ed's next year. I'm like, I am coming to St. Ed's. Next year. Like, okay." <laughs> <laughs> okay. <He's> cr- <laughs> And he, and so he's like, just you know, work, work with him on some stuff. Now, mind you, I'm like, I'm probably standing straight up and down. My hands are out, you know, yep. extended right. uh, in a wrestling stance. Right. And uh, you know, Sam's like, okay, go, yeah, sure, sure. And he's kind of like, so like, you know, what do you like to do? And I was like, I, I really don't do wrestling. I do judo. Yes. <laughs> he goes, oh, okay. So yeah. show me a high crotch. You know, show me, a, show me a high crotch. And it's like. I kind of like reached out and I do like an inside head single. He's like, no, 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 that's a single. Like I'm like, oh, he's like, okay, do it like this. So uh-huh. actually, I, I I remember that Sam Niter was actually the first one to show me how to do a high crash. Not a bad guy no, to show, yeah, right? That, I mean, Sam okay, Niter, my goodness. It. Yeah, but that's a, that's a and that's just the that's just scratching the surface of sure the types of things that you get introduced to or you people you learn from at a place like St. Ed's and. Nice. I am very grateful for what that school has done for my family, for me. And, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, really lucky to have a coach like Coach Rivers to to be under. And, you know, I remember, you know, uh, Jim Kubaki, who I actually just spoke to the other day. He was, um, you know, he was there, um, just a tremendous group of people, uh, a tremendous alumni base and, you know, a lot of love and, um, just a lot of
0: good spirit well you were you were yeah, so just, much fun to watch Yoshi because of your judo background you know tell tell me a little bit about that mentality of how you transform you know transferred the techniques and the the, the, the philosophy of judo to our sport and uh vice versa well
1: it's interesting because I actually had to I actually kind of had to reinvent myself because, okay and this is a big deal because when you when you train at such a high level in something, um, so at judo, I was a seven-time junior national champion, yep. uh, won high school nationals once my freshman year, okay. uh, took fifth at senior nationals. My dad was a high, one of the highest-ranking judo instructors in the world. Right. Going going through, by the way, absolute 100% emotional volatility. At, you know, my dad, dad when I was 13, and I'm like, yep. I'm going into high school, I'm like, I'm uh, all over the place. My freshman year, I held it together. He got good grades. My sophomore year, I crashed and burned. Sure,
2: <laughs> he, yeah, happens. Um,
1: yeah, it just emotionally, uh, it was it was tough to get through, and I, I really don't tell a lot of people that because it's it's very personal, and I, I think course. for a long time, yep. for me, you have to, you know, as my dad would say, you have to put on a strong face, you know, the, the you know, show sure. your emotions and be be tough, and yes. you know, I I I wore that, and that was quite heavy for, for, for a very long time. Especially at that
0: uh, young age, yes.
1: Yeah and, yeah, and and you know, my got in my freshman year, I had a good chance. I wrestled uh, on the green team. Uh, okay. I was like twenty-two and three or something like that. Right. So I had a good freshman year. Uh was wrestling one nineteen. Now the next year, uh, I made the gold lineup, but I was cutting back down to one nineteen. Oh uh, and yeah. was bigger. Yeah. And uh, you know, I I I cut. I was cutting too much weight. Um, I was trying to hold it. Uh, yeah, down, which is not healthy um, no. when your body's trying to grow, yeah. and um, you know. I, you well, know, you know, it's it's hard enough. It's hard, I mean, enough,
0: not, it's hard yeah, enough emotionally, right? Uh, yeah, sorry, but then but you I, add, I not, then you add the weight. It's it's really tough.
1: Exactly, and I, I did not truly diet and and do it the right way. So, right. You know, at times, you know, he, he, my mom's pack, packing me something to eat for lunch, and I'm like kind of like giving it away at lunchtime, not not telling her that I'm not eating at all. Right, uh, which is a you know as headed as as tough as you can be, like that's a very scary thing, uh, sure. a, scary, a scary cycle potentially to get into when you're you're a kid. Yes. Uh, like yes. That. So yep. you know, and I, so what does that lead to? It leads to you know exhaustion. It leads to um, you know your your mind isn't isn't operating the right way. Right. um You're not healthy, and I got hurt. I got hurt. I I, got, I was at a scrimmage and a kid. Uh, whether you did it on purpose or not, bit my finger. Uh, you know, oh, my. Would have these big, and, and, you know, and again, I'm not, I I like to think that somebody wouldn't bite your finger in a practice, but sometimes it happens when you're kicking the crap out of them.
0: Right, um, right.
1: And, or, or maybe you cross chase them too hard and they just don't like it.
0: Yep. And, and, but anyways, it, but it happened.
1: I ended up in a hospital uh, with an infection. Oh, um, that's and then, horrible. Uh, yeah, and I remember I dislocated my shoulder, you know, just, 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 okay, you did not
0: have a good sophomore year, my man. <laughs> <No. And> then, <laughs> but then, but you came back. Did, you came back.
1: Yeah, in the middle of the year, I had a, I had a concussion. Um, oh I was my at the god. CITs and, and um, you know, I, I remember Coach Leonard and, and Coach Otto were in my corner, uh, and, you know, uh, I was wrestling the guy, and like this is what I remember. I just kind of snapped him down. Uh, I, I'm, a, I'm go, I go to go behind, and he stands up, and his head, boom, out, and I'm like, whoa. Oh. Yeah. I wake up, and I look up, and I see Coach Leonard. And, and Coach Leonard was always, he, he, he was always very serious and can be tough, but sometimes every once in a while to break the ice, he
0: goes, you, you in there? <laughs> Hello. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, McFly. And, and so, <laughs>
1: so Coach Hannah and Coach Leonard sit there, and the ref goes, I, I get up, and I walk around. He goes, hey, you all right? You don't look too good. I'm like, ah, yeah. Hey, yeah, all right. yeah. He goes, He goes, what's your coach's name? And I'm like, Well, which one? I'm like, 20. (laughs) He's like, he's "He's okay. He's okay. Let him go. Uh, But uh, I went on to lose that match, and then um, I tried to finish, and I I was just out of it. So, you know, the next couple of weeks, I just, um, you know, didn't practice, and just everything kind of exacerbated itself, and this was getting to year end, so. Right. um, I had a tough year, and then uh, in the practice, in practice, the week before sectionals, um, I was wrestling, I think I was wrestling with Ricky Walters. Okay. um, and, and, and we got into a scramble and, you know, he, he tried to, he was taking me down. I tried to do like an elevator or like a cement job and, you know, elevate him over and my leg got caught and I just, oh, I heard just pop. I'm like, oh,
2: that no. doesn't feel good. Oh.
1: it's like, the last thing I need. I had a blues net districts and um, I, uh, uh, you know, gave it some time because I didn't realize what had happened. But then all of a sudden my knee started locking up when I was walking to school. I to Jeez. find out I torn the cartilage of my knee too. And uh had surgery. And I remember... This is the transition moment. Okay. Um, And this is really important. All of the stuff that I didn't do correctly came to a head, and it it, I was beat up. Right. I'm sitting in the stands. I'm watching. You know, my teammates like Brad Clement and others just kick butt at the state tournament. My it was my first time ever down to the state tournament. Yeah. And and I I remember reading a newspaper, and I remember seeing and uh, you know
0: and, and and. Shout out to Joe Heskey because you know, obviously he's going through his own things. No oh boy. Yeah, we love, we love we love Joe. We love Joe. You know, and, yeah.
1: and and, and Nupp and, and, and Sonny Marchetti and, and Oh yeah. Sure. Then all our guys, Brad Clement. And I just remember seeing their names in the paper. And I'm like, ah,
0: man, Yep.
1: This should be me. Right. This should be better. Right. And um that moment I uh I made a decision to uh to be a state champ.
0: That was your cathartic blood time moment. I love it. But you also had a lot of blood time guys before that that really supported Yoshi. And we're going to come back and talk about that. We're going to take a little bit of a break uh, and thank our sponsors. So we will be right back with Yoshi Nakamura. Defense Soup at com. In the midst of our current health crisis, we at Bloodtime want to thank Guy and Gus Seiko and the team at Defense Soap as a beacon of our protection. Body wipes, skin cleansers, bars of soap, shower gels, and disinfectant tablets. All this and more as Defense Soap is on the front line of our protection. Thanks to the Seiko family and their team at Defense Soap. Check them out for all your protection needs during these precarious times. Defense Soap at DefenseSoap.com Our next sponsor, Infinite Search Solutions, is Northeast Ohio's premier recruiting and placement service. They make it easy fast and simple to find the right people to help you build the perfect team. I personally know Matt Burns and his team. They will find you the candidates you need. Call them today at 440-249-0485 or visit them on the web at www.in-finite.com. Matt Burns, thank you so much. We love you, Infinite Search Solutions. And we're back with Yoshi Nakamura. This is Coach Simrod. Blood time, Yoshi. We were, we were talking about that transition between sophomore and junior year, and what took you from sitting in the stands to being a two-time state champion. And let's let's get back into that. And then I'd like to talk to you about your college career now, and also what you're doing in the in the business world with those wonderful lessons you learned in the wrestling room at St. Ed's and also at Penn. So talk a little bit about that transformation. What happened to you between the sophomore and uh, junior year?
1: Um, You know, I made a choice. Okay. Uh, And and it starts with that. You know, in anything you do in life, um, you make a choice to make a change and, you know, set out to accomplish something. Uh, Right. And I, at that point, sitting in the stands, i looking at all these other guys and these young guys coming up, and I said, you know what, I should be there. You know, this should be better. Right and uh, i should be better and so literally that whole summer uh i knee surgery uh a month later that whole summer i spent lifting weights um you know just get myself healthy right Uh, i didn't i did not step on a wrestling mat at all okay uh i i I probably i hit a growth spurt i probably put on 25 pounds right uh, in that summer from uh you know 119 pounds to uh the next season i wrestled 140 i didn't even know it I, I didn't care i didn't step on a scale right um I, and i remember being so driven that
0: uh that i didn't want to feel that way anymore okay
1: and that's okay. a big deal i think i think when you reflect on how you feel and then set out to do something about it um you know it, it's it's really important not to hone in on that emotion, but, I had held my body, my mind's back by what I was trying to do to cut weight Sure. and, uh, and do it the way that I was clearly just not healthy. And then um, I, I just put all that aside and said, how do I, how do I, how do I relay this foundation or how do I, uh, you know, solidify this foundation of, of who I am?
0: So you I- really reinvented yourself, but basically invented yourself that, that summer. Exactly. Because remember, I,
1: I had done judo up until that point. Sure. And I wrestled for two years. Okay. I wasn't a wrestler, right? And that's a big—that's a big difference because. So I I, I I lift. I now what I'm, I want to win a state championship. But I'm supposed—I'm supposed to get on the mat and wrestle, right? That's not what I did. So right. I learned from my father growing up that that mental training and visualization is such an important thing. And, and Coach was is, is a big believer of that, and and I think most of the coaches that say nets are, are big believers of that. You you know, you yep. close your eyes and you see yourself wrestling and see yourself winning and. Um, you know, I, Coach Out actually suggested that, you know, write, write it down, you know, draw a picture. What does it look like? Yeah. And Coach Out Coach is an artist. Draw a picture. What does it look like? Yes. And um, I drew a picture of me standing on a the podium. There you and, go. And as a state champ. And every day uh, I would get up. I, I'd, I'd do the uh, weightlifting routine. I had these, you remember those old... Uh, plastic weights with the cement inside that if they
0: broke it oh yeah that was inside. horrible
1: <laughs> and, and it had like the skinny bar with like the two screws on the end of the of the, of the, the, the locks it was that's the weight i had like 50 pounds right wow but I, I all i did was lift it as many times as i could in different, different directions and different ways and you know i'd do squats and um I, but i i always told myself anytime i got up and i didn't have anything to do i'd go lift weights and <laughs> there was one time i i couldn't sleep and i'm sure you know 14, 15 years old. My testosterone's raging, and, and oh my I'm god, yeah. Up, I'm waking up at two o'clock in the morning. My now my mom, who was you know schlepping us to work or you know schlepping to work every day to right. care of three kids. Yeah, I I get up and I start throwing weights around, and we only had a very small two bedroom apartment. Oh my. Uh, and uh, her bedroom was right across the hallway from my from my bedroom, and she'd hear this clanging at two in the morning, she'd, and she'd walk in. What are you doing? Here? <laughs> I'm lifting weights, mom. Listen, wait, I want to be a state champ this year. Yeah. And she'd shake her, she'd shake her head, and she walked back, back in the other room, and she goes, "Uh, prop, yeah, it's probably not sleep." Uh, and 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 I, I try to finish up and go to bed. She would "Go to bed, go to bed. You're gonna wake up the kids." Yeah. Because Haruki and Kimmy were so little. Oh my gosh. Anyways, make a long story short. Yeah. Put on twenty pounds. Um, and I did a lot of visualization, and I would literally shadow wrestle in my bedroom by Fantastic. myself.
0: Fantastic. I I had,
1: I had a, I had a mirror, so I, I looked at my stance, I tried to fix my stance, and but never stepped on the mat that whole summer. And yeah, I didn't want people, I just didn't want to be around anybody as I kind of reshaped myself. And sometimes, you know, that isolation uh, is important because you don't want to hear the noise around you saying, do this, do that. You need to be able to do it your way. Uh, Mm -hmm. You have to get started. Uh, And then once you shape your mind the right way, then you can take it to the next level. Shape your mind and body the right way, then you can take it to the next level. So, I remember going into preseason training. We would, you know, we would do like team runs and stuff like that. Um, I, I was probably the worst runner on the team, just given I don't know. I'm, I'm like a dwarf, more dangerous from short distances and okay. long distance runs. Um, and uh, and I just remember getting back, you know, being one of the the first ones back to the back to the gym, back to the wrestling room, uh, and beating beating a few of the guys that typically would beat me. And I remember working out with uh, with uh one of the guys who was a drill partner with me a little bit the season before yeah and he hadn't he hadn't gone on the run he missed it um and so he i he, i had my shirt off in the gym and he goes holy smokes he's like dude how right. much do you weigh yeah i'm like i don't know i haven't stepped on a scale he goes dude you're big like, yeah you probably like i'm wrestling 125 this year like you yeah. wrestle 119 like you yeah. probably weigh like 150 yeah like, i don't know
0: yeah whatever and, uh, right
1: i remember we, yeah we started <laughs> drilling and, and i literally i went from you know getting my butt kicked the year before by a couple of these guys, and I literally was throwing people around the wrestling mat. Love that. And I just, right then and there, I'm like, okay, I made the choice, you know, at the state championships the year before that I was going to be a state champ. I did the work that summer. Yes. And now I know I'm going to be a state championship. Right. And and that was it, and I never looked back.
0: That's fantastic. And so in that transformation, is there anybody that's in your head, in, anybody that's in your DNA? I mean, obviously your father, some of the coaches, but is there anything that, that you just – knew subconsciously that was who who you wanted to be and why you know what was your why um the why
1: was the why was you know i wanted to make my mom proud
0: okay. i
1: wanted to know that um i wanted to make my dad proud gotcha is, uh, it's always emotional for me i understand to talk about but uh
0: it's an homage it's an homage to yes yes
1: but it's also is, it's yeah. also
0: who you are right it's your dna it's i it's
1: you it's, know. It's, i wanted i wanted to make myself proud too sure you know, i didn't want to be sitting on the sidelines gotcha i wanted
0: to be a, cha- a champion so gotcha and um, you can accomplish that you accomplished that twice you run a great saint ed's team in literally you know it is the golden era you mentioned the names the heskets the the Marchetti's on the other side with Walsh, and then of course Niter and some of the the guys that you matriculated with at St. Ed's, plus the coaching staff—incredible, Hall of Famers, including the great St. Greg Urbis. <laughs> That's right.
1: That's right. You know, <laughs> he is the best. He is the best. But it's it's really it's 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 truly, you know, for my family, but for me, True. you know, and 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 if you can't, if if you can't, at the end of the day. Hone it into what it is that you want to accomplish and, and you know it, It's hard. Um, yep. Yep. you know, I've and and, and we you know, we'll, we'll get into this a little bit later, but Um when you when you start working in the working world or start doing things in life, um, yep. you know, you do things for your, your kids you do things for um, You know your family there's not a lot of times where you really do things for yourself and I and I, I learned that
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, you know for my mom who took care of us and sacrificed everything i sure. i, I watch my wife uh, amy uh, yes. amy ward uh mike Ward's uh older sister but Amy sure. more <laughs> okay i um, love it you know she she's i watch her like you know sacrifice her time uh to, to help with our, our kids and i i see the similarity of how great of a mom she is relative to how, how great my mom was sure well uh, you had a great
0: role model them. and that's who you, ch- you chose as your partner so it's a yeah it's a and, beautiful yeah, thing
1: you know? And and it's you start to you start to realize it like at the end of the day you know it starts with you and uh, if you set out to accomplish something you know you, you have to you know it has to start there. It, well, it, it's, it's harder it's, to accomplish something when when you and now it it's harder to accomplish something when you're trying to do it for somebody else. Right. And I remember when my dad died, you know, we we had talked. My dad and I mm-hmm. talked about making the you, you know, U.S. Olympic team in judo, and sure. um, I hung on to that, and that's a. Uh, yeah, you know, i wanted to be an olympic gold medal and i pr- promised my dad you know, on his death belt like, oh, yeah damn, if i going to go medal for you, you know, as a 13 year old kid you don't realize how heavy that is of course um especially when you, know, you don't have the the means or the resources to keep training to do that um, yes you know and that and i transitioned into to, to wrestling so i kind of started to lose this dream of like oh, one day i could maybe do this for my dad right um but then i found wrestling and then that year i became a state champ but and and my mind had shifted, um, that mentality had shifted. Of, oh, you know what? Like, man, this is a really hard thing as well Like my, and I was mentioning my sophomore year was a really tough time. That's three years after my dad passed. I yeah. I sh- I struggled with like, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna fail my dad, and you know, there, there was definitely a, a fear of failure that, that I carried with me. Of course. Um, but all of that coming to a head, you know, deciding to, hey, you know what? I want to be standing on the podium as a state champion next year, not 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 winning for my dad or winning for anybody.
0: Well, you're, you're modeling that behavior so, yeah. of your you're modeling that behavior of your dad, your mother. You've then transitioned that to model that to your your kids, and through your through your through your spouse, she's modeling that yep. behavior. And so there's such beauty to that that it leads you to a situation where you get to go to Ivy League school. Yep.
2: Yep.
0: So tell me uh, tell me how that feels to be, you know, an Ivy athlete. I mean, it's incredible. Yoshi. Well, shout,
1: shout out, shout out to my uh, my alma mater, University of Pennsylvania and St. Ed's, because their you know, coach <clears throat> Coach Reina is back at uh, at Penn. And awesome. He um he sent uh, St. Ed's uh, Coach Ervis and and Coach Up there sending a, a few of the guys um, right. over to Penn, and they got a nice little pipeline going. So that's awesome. But you know, for me and making that decision, it actually wasn't easy at first because you know after my winning my first state champion. Chip, uh, my junior year, you start getting bombarded with letters, and um, you know, it, yeah, it's Big Ten and and ACC every, you know, all over the place. Um, but uh, for whatever reason, my father—it's another thing. My father and I talked about—we talked about going to Ivy League schools, right? And going to Princeton or Harvard, and you know. So I, I told Coach Turpin, I said, you know, Coach, I really, I really want to consider going to an Ivy League school. I, you know, I have really good grades. Yes. I said, you know. You know, I'll be taking my, my test scores, you know, uh, coming up. But, uh, you know, I, I would really like to consider him. So, you know, Coach Coach Irvers being the best, and uh, he's always on his A game when it comes to getting, you know, his guys to the next level. No question. You know, and, and, and the nice thing is Ben Hanna was going to Penn. So it was uh, easy to, to, to consider that. But we had I think Justin Frito was at uh, Brown. Right. Mike Clement was at Penn. Columbia right um, you know we had ties to Cornell uh, coach Vedic obviously went there um, we, we so it was perfect because we had this great same network uh, tied into the Ivy Leagues and uh, so once I started considering that I'm like wow like you know you, you see these things and you see, you see like wow Columbia University New York City and yep. and Philadelphia Pennsylvania yeah, Ben's there um, but I had to then really dig deeper into what was I looking for right uh, and I wasn't sure because I actually wanted to do engineering. Okay. First.
0: Well, you know you've uh, got you've got the Wharton School right there, which a number of the Beachwood athletes went to. Uh, buddy of mine, uh, Dean Adler, taught there. He, he actually taught Ivanka Trump. Uh, Trump, but it's interesting that you have not only all those different you know areas of expertise, but then you have the Wharton School too. It's crazy yeah. how phenomenal so, that school
1: is. And exactly that, Coach Arena came to visit, and uh, he said that um, uh, he said, like, "Listen." I know you're looking at all these other schools. I know you have scholarship offers to the 10, you know, Coach Urbis uh, and Coach Hada obviously uh, said that, you know, you wanted to go to an Ivy League school. He goes, yeah. this is the best school. He's like, but yep. mo- but more importantly, he goes, this is the best combination of academics and athletics. And, mm. and it, it clicked. Perfect. Like, Aha. Right. And they had, you know, Penn had just started to, you know, they had they had been coming up. I think they had beaten Cornell recently in the a, domain, a which is a big deal. Huge. And, um,
0: yeah.
1: And he goes, He's like, yeah, I know you wanted to do engineering. We have a great engineering school. He's like, but, like, uh, you know, you, you kind of mentioned business too. And I, I said, what, what are you thinking? And I said, well, you know, like, you know, I like engineering. I like, I'm not sure what it is that I want to study. Um, he goes, I go, but I, I definitely, I, I want to do something in business. And what does that mean? That is such a vague term. And I'm sure Coach Ryan is looking at me like, right? Wow, this kid, he's got to figure this. Yeah. You know, he has to figure out what he wants to do. Right. Um, I can just knowing coaches brain and how it works, I, I can only imagine what he was saying to himself, but he goes, well, the Wharton School of Business is the number one business school in the country in the world. Like, right. You could do, you, we have a great wrestling team, you have the number one business school in the country, put those two together, how do you feel about that? And I'm like, done. Like, I want to go to Wharton School Yeah. <laughs> I want to go to the Wharton School of Business.
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, not only like that, but the Wharton School of Business Network, holy <laughs> cow. Wow. Right? Yeah. I mean, the people yeah. that go there and that you can reach out to, are they would know that you, who you are because of, and then you become an all American twice. So you're not only on the radar, you know, academically, you're on the radar now, you're an all American. So tell me what that combination did for you now in the business world, because really blood time's about fantastic. We love the stories about what you've done, you know, athletically and emotionally through that athleticism. But what, what are you doing in the, in the business world, the real world? that you learn from those rooms, and now what are you taking to the world at large?
1: Um, you learn a ton. Uh, you learn, um, you learn, and, and I, I sit on the board of uh, directors of Beat the Streets New York, which is obviously, a, I think everybody in the wrestling community knows Beat the Streets, but- Fantastic um, organization. Yeah, yeah founded by Mike Delvergratz, and, and um, you know, I'm on the board with Jesse Jansen and John Smith, and, and a bunch of, you know, pretty. Uh, amazing business professionals and wrestlers that, that that are in the New York community, but you you, you give what wrestling gives and what you learn uh, is is a skill set. Sure. Uh, and it, what's amazing about wrestling is it it's not a handout, right? You have right. to earn it. Yep. And you know, it's like the. LeBron James saying, you know, in Cleveland, everything is earned; it's not given. That's for sure. Um, here, wrestling is the epitome of that,
0: right? No so, doubt, baby. Know. We are the a only, lunch. No, we are a lunchbox company uh, city, baby. Yeah. <laughs> the,
1: the, the only thing wrestling is giving you is an ass whooping. If you don't uh, step up and, and train.
0: Exactly. And, um,
1: you know, we we uh, you learn that, and life. You know, you, you know. And I, sorry for the profanity, but I, I really. I feel strongly that you need to use certain words to emphasize this, but my mm-hmm. gets your ass kicked a lot. No question. And, and, you know, l- look at what we're going through right now. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, I, I learned that, you know, for my so- sophomore, and my junior year in, um, in high school, you know, going from like nothing to state champ, yep. um, you know, going from, you know, a, hi- a great, great high school to an Ivy league school, number one business sure. school in the country in the Wharton school of business. Um, my sophomore year, very similar, uh, situation: I, I I was ranked seventh going into the uh, nationals at Penn State. Okay, lost my first round match. Oh um,
2: boy, yeah.
1: It's a kid named Griff Powell who I think you know a lot of people know from New York. He's a pretty tough, All American as well, mm-hmm. but uh, <clears throat> multiple times state champ from New York. And uh, you know I, I I remember Coach Arena pulling me aside and saying, you know, after I lost my second match and saying like, what happened, man? Yeah. Uh, and I just said, I, I don't know. I he goes, all right, this is what you're going to do. He hands me a sheet of paper. And coach, is, coach is always good about this. He says, all right, listen, write down now how you feel. Right. Like, what happened. Right. And I, want, I want you to flip it over. and I want you to write down next year this time. I want you to write down what your goals are and, and how you want to feel. Right. And, you know, those simple exercises can be genius at times. And, you know, I think when you write down that emotion and you get it on paper and then you write your goal and then you get, then you get, you know, how you want to feel down on paper. It's that similar mentality. I, you switch, how I switched from my sophomore year to my junior year, sitting in a stand, seeing everybody, you know, get written up in the papers and standing on the podiums and you know, he's uh, just like, I don't want to feel like the way I feel right now. I want to feel like that. Yeah. It should, it should be better. Like yeah. I, I worked hard. I worked hard this year, but it's not. Yep. Um, and so, you know I, that transition from the wrestling mat to then to life—you um, go through those situations. I mean, sure, God, everybody's everybody's getting kicked while they're down right now, and you got takes a lot of
0: courage right now to to, got, to move move through the day, right?
1: You got misinformation everywhere. Like right. social media is, is, is such a great thing, um, and it, it, it helps us communicate with each other. You know, Facebook communicates our connects our community. Uh, uh, in a way in which you know we, we, we can relate to and, and, and you know get, get, get back in touch with people that we hadn't spoken to in a very long time. amazing right right um, you know Twitter being a social media platform that allows us to, uh, to to get news sources amazing right right all of a sudden like the, the switch flips and you know there's there's these things have now changed as to what, what they were intended to be and now become very manipulative.
0: Well, technology is a is a double edged sword. Always has been, and whatever technology is, it's a, it's dependent upon the the absolute compass, moral compass of the user.
1: Yeah, and and, and and by the way, like we we went through a forced recession. Yep. There's a COVID pandemic where people are dying. Yes. Right. People people get sick and then die. Right. It's not just. And by the way, people are people are infecting other people. and They don't even know it. Of course. And you're like, holy smokes, what just happened? Like our right. economy is ripping, right? right? We got jobs coming back overseas. And and, and, and you're, so you I'm, I'm literally sitting here uh and and this is my neck this is my current transition. And it's very similar to the transition I made in high school, transition I made in college and yes. um, you know transition I get it now. So <clears throat> we had uh, you know I had um, I worked at City for for fourteen years. Um you know really 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 good really good career on Wall Street covering some of our largest hedge funds. I actually ran the hedge fund strategy for City on the equity side and the stock market side. Fantastic. Um, you know, covering multi-billionaire hedge fund clients. Right. Um, you know, I have gotten to know Mike Novogratz. Um, he, um, you know, he's he been a great mentor to me as it relates to... Brilliant know, mind. And, yeah. Brilliant mind. Wrestling again. Yeah. Yeah. The, guy, the guy's been a huge supporter of wrestling, um, you know, but he, he he really took me under his wing and, and actually his whole family did uh, to, yeah, just... Give me a pathway in New York City in a, in a way which I don't think, you know, a lot of people get a chance to, to, to walk down, but you still have to continue to carve your own path while you walk down that path, walk with them. Right. Um, anyways, but the point is, is I ended up leaving city after 14 years and making a transition to join Galaxy Digital. So I sure. was a global head of sales and business development for Galaxy Digital. Galaxy Digital is the largest uh, and now and the only publicly traded cryptocurrency merchant bank in the world Fantastic. I from taking this old-school like, you know stock market uh, or markets uh, mentality and applying that to help build a new asset class um, Really right. building a new asset class in, in cryptocurrencies much like commodities became an asset class and you know As it developed in the 80s and 90s. Yes uh, cryptocurrency I think is, is, is very similar and um, Was there for two years uh, unfortunately, you know Everything that I had at City, um, I rolled into stock options at, at Galaxy, and um, you know I, I made a bet, and right. that bet was you know partly on this the evolution of this new new asset class and, and industry, right? Partly on me, um, you know, and unfortunately the, the cryptocurrency market from 2018, to, you know, uh, the subsequent year tanked, and so yep. our stock went public. Uh, it went from five to like two dollars immediately, and you know I, I watched a lot of. My net worth get get singed pretty sure. badly. Yeah. Um and not evaporate. You. Yep. Um, and that's a that's a that's a very it's a very uh, humbling thing to happen to you because you, you never think when you have so much success over your career that you could get uh, you, you could get you know kicked like that. Now, sure. Man, now, mind you, things rebounded the next year, so okay, you know, think things got better. Um, but then uh, in the back half of 2019. Um, I had uh, I had introduced Mike to a, a, a private equity team, which Mike ended up becoming an equity partner in, uh, called Durational Capital Partners. And, and Matthew Bradshaw is a, a close friend of mine who I grew up in the business with over those fourteen years. Right. Um, he actually ended up. They actually ended up taking a company called Bojangles private, which is uh, kind of like the Chick Fil A. Chick-fil-A, uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's chicken Ch- southern,
0: yeah. southern chicken. Yeah, that's, southern, my nephew's uh, my nephew's down at Duke. He's the defensive coordinator for Duke, and Bojangles is big down in North Carolina, so I know that yeah, real well. Exactly. Yep.
1: Exactly. So, w- so now I'm in the face of, you know, okay, I had two two a two year run with Galaxy. I have all these massive and important contacts in the industry now, not just from Wall Street, but now the the cryptocurrency space and on the corporate side because a lot of corporates were coming into the uh, into the space. Right. So I have a high level of expertise about something that 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 people know nothing about. <laughs> yes. And it was growing, but now I, I would say that's much different. My job was to get on the road, speak at conferences, uh, preach the message of 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 what what Bitcoin and blockchain is. And yeah, and I'm, I'm build our build our trading business.
0: Yeah, I'm um, I'm uh, I'm very very in tune with that. I was a speaker at Blockland last year. Uh, which That's is right. yeah right. yeah, I was a the speaker there so I have a company called the protocol that does work on the security side so I feel you it it is definitely an, an a, a uh, an an interesting business climate at this moment so
1: yeah so so that so you know we're so again wrapping wrap up my second year and i I'm sitting there thinking I'm like why am I you know the the stock price has rebounded but like right. why am I still working for somebody else like sure i have all these relationships i have all these ties now in the VC world technology world now and i have i have my buddy who's you know just bought bojangles they tried to buy churchill downs didn't work out but that's all right and they're right. moving on to other take private. So i'm like why why am i working for i mean I, why don't i try to like launch my own business if there's ever a chance to do it it's right now sure and so you know mike and i were having conversations about um a few other things and he kind of threw out he, he, I randomly, he goes, you know what, uh, you, you should you should go do that Bojangles thing. And what he was referencing was um, Matthew and I had talked about when they took it private that he wanted to sell a bunch of the corporate stores off of his balance sheet. Okay. You know, like 340 on the corporate level, and they wanted to sell those stores down so they could get to a royalty model as opposed to an operating model of, of, of these 300 businesses. So he's, I, yeah, I put together an LSE with my brother Haruki. Uh, okay. a lot of people know. Uh, yeah, the, one that the was Baltimore
0: Ravens, called. Hiroki, right?
1: That, that's right. That's yep. right, the old Cleveland Browns. Yes. Um, <laughs> God and, bless uh, it. And uh, we formed Nocka Capital Partners, and we okay. had intended to just buy, like a, let's call it 10 restaurants or whatever. Right. Uh, but in, instead, that that vision of 10 grew into, hey, maybe we could buy 20, or maybe we could buy 50. Wow. Um, Hey, we could build this to be 100 stores because they want to grow. Right. And so we went through the process of going becoming franchisees of Bojangles. Okay. Um, but at that point in time, Mike had referenced when I was thinking about what's next for next year or what I want to do with Galaxy or moving forward. And he, goes, he randomly said, ah, oh, man, you know what? This, you, you, should, you, should, you should do that Bojangles thing. Okay. And, I, said, I, and I, I took a second. I took a step back. Mike doesn't say things. Sometimes he'll say things and it might not register with you right away. Right. Um, but I think what he realized is that I was set up to go... Do my own thing and build my own business and yeah. that it was time and i remember over the years mike would tell me noble would tell me hey look at some point you have to jump right? right and you know in my mind i thought my jump was city to galaxy but in actuality the jump was you can do this on your own right Beautiful. you're good enough you can do this on your own so- and um and 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 and, and that, that kind of that, that that push was like listen I came back to him maybe it was like a month later. I go, Mike, I, I, you, you kind of drop, kind of mentioned this, but as you know, like my brother and I set up this LLC to buy these. Recipes. He goes, I know. Yeah. Uh, very, very intuitive. You know, very in tune with everything without like leading on to that. But he goes, I yeah. I, I said, well, I I want to launch my own business. I would I would love your support. Um, you yeah. know, and supporting me to launch my business. And he right. goes, you got it. He's like, yeah, absolutely. Go, go do it.
0: Oh so yeah. I'm like, that oh. is fantastic. <laughs> so
1: I'm like looking around. I'm like, did, did you just say yes? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, uh,
0: that is uh, like, that is fantastic. So,
1: so, so we went. Uh, so I went from um, you know Galaxy Digital to Galaxy IP, okay, which is the the the, the family office side, and um, you know I started to really lay the foundation for Naka Capital Partners, and sure, this this is you know
2: January February of 2020. Yeah, this year, and yeah. now I you know. Um,
1: I, we hit this brick wall of an environment right. right as I'm like, right. As I'm trying to get this business off the ground. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, we go through conversations with, with corporate you know, Bojangles corporate to buy these restaurants and COVID hits. Right. And I'm literally sitting there thinking to myself, oh my God, like this is either a lot of opportunity. Or a complete disaster yeah and it reminded me of the time when i made the transition from being in cleveland ohio to new york city right and in 2009 where i'm sitting there my wife and i you know we you know had a house in, in cleveland in mayfield heights um sure you know I, i'm making good money but not new york money right and i make the decision to you know to go out to new york and i'm like this is either going to be the worst decision or the best the best decision of my life right and, and and that was the bottom of 2009 Wow. and i'm sitting here um you know we're it's november uh heading to december you know, it's the holiday times and it's been a it's been a crazy you know seven month stretch or so so and you, you we're we're like when you, when you build your own business, you, you put everything into it. Blood, sweat, tears, um, you know, so, so, you know, we're fighting for it right now. And, and, and I'm literally, I had this conversation with my wife. I said, listen, honey, I say, we, we have to think about, you know, if I'm buying these businesses in South Carolina, you know, what's best for our family. And, and, you know, she said, well, you know, to be honest, if if you're going to travel and we're going to take this next step and my, and my my wife has a, a career of her own. Right. Um, she works at PNC bank and she has for, 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 for you know, really, since I guess it was bought, national city was bought by PNC. So technically national city pre- previous to that. And she goes, you know what it, it's, um, you know, maybe, maybe, we should, maybe it's time. And I was like, time to move home. Huh? Yeah. She's like, yeah, so yeah. I, we haven't really told many people, but we're literally in the process that we list given the environment. We listed our house, uh, in New Jersey and, uh, sold. And uh, we're packing up as we speak. And uh, on December 5th, we will be back in Cleveland, Ohio.
0: Welcome back. And when you come back in town, I want you to address my Chagrin Falls wrestling team.
1: Yeah, you, I, listen, I have no problem stepping into the room and throwing some guys around.
0: I so, love but, it. Well, Yoshi, but, this... But, but if, yeah, but
1: it's, it's, it's uh, that transition. and it, this, is, this is that moment that I've had over many, many years of my career where, where, sure. where you're sitting here and saying, you know what? Should be better. Yeah. And you get that fire. You get that. Right. You get that fire inside. And um, you know, I uh, yeah, I've been through a lot uh, of things in life. And of course. Um, you know, I I'm just very fortunate that yeah, I have an amazing wife, um, my high school sweetheart. Um,
0: Shout out to uh, Amy, baby. Shout out to Amy. Right. And, and so I, this I, is I, so. So I you got
1: three, yeah, and I got three amazing kids. Awesome. Uh, I have a son. I have a son now, which was. Uh, you know, there's there's Arabella who's nine. There's there's, there's uh, Penelope that's six, and there's Axel who's oops. Love it, um, <laughs> love it,
0: love it. Axel, but, but, beautiful.
1: But, but I but I have a boy, much to the odds of a, of, a, of a wrestler having a boy. Um, and uh, I'm 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 moving on. Well, We're moving home. we
0: are we are welcoming you with open arms. The next chapter of Yoshi Nakamura's life, we are excited to see what that brings, and. We just want to wrap it up. It's been a phenomenal conversation. I could talk to you for forever, but we gotta we gotta wrap this up. And I want you to leave the audience, Yoshi, with you know today we need to be courageous. One one or two messages of courage and creativity moving forward through this time of COVID.
1: That's right. Um, you know, to all, to everybody out there. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers to everybody super important. Um, you know, we're all stronger together, not separate. And so, you know, whether that's family or friends, I think you know, a lot of people have done an amazing job of leaning in, but that gets hard and, yeah. uh, whether it's financially or emotionally or spiritually, um, you know, when you see somebody, uh, who is, you know, maybe not a hundred percent, you know, you gotta lean into them and, um, pay that forward. And i promise you that that good karma and that good will will pay it forward to the next five people the next five people and you know we can exponentially make things better by starting uh starting with us first individually and um but together we are much stronger holistically than than anyone one person one political leader one government one financial institution um because we are who we are in the united states of america and we're pretty resilient people and i will say <sighs> For those who are building businesses, um, you know, who have built businesses, and, and 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 the up and coming generation, it's okay to dream big, you know. And if you're, if you're not dream, if you're, if you're in that mentality, that you, can, you, you can't, uh, you, know, you can't quite see the the vision or the mosaic or the picture or the goal, it's okay. Yeah. In principle, you just have to get started. And for me, and for what I'm going through right now, I'm super fired up. Um, you know launching my own business with my family Um, you know moving moving back to cleveland to be closer to family Um, We are we're at the cusp of in my mind something great and It it doesn't get easier. It gets harder and it's at that point where It's the hardest that you really bear down and it's like stepping on the line, you know in the third period and you're exhausted, and you went hard for the first two, and it's tied. Yep. And Coach Harris would say, "You got, you got, just break them. Just keep pushing, keep pushing. They'll break. Keep pushing. Right. You can, you can do this. You can take your intensity, your mentality to another level, and you can get there. Because the one thing that wrestlers are, wrestlers are resilient. Yes, they. A little are. stubborn. A little right. stubborn, but resilient. Right. And that through the toughest of times, you, you can succeed, and don't, don't never give up. I know it feels like it, uh, but, you know, we are a community of people that, um, you know, are, are strong, resilient and, you know, endure many, many things. And again, you can get there um, and you don't realize how close you are. So don't don't give up. Just keep pushing forward. And, and again, thoughts, prayers to everybody out there. Um, you know, uh, I'm excited uh, that I'm coming home. We love it.
0: We love it, Yoshi. And we can't wait for the whole Nakamura family to be together in Northeast Ohio. And we really, really appreciate that message of paying it forward because the ripple effect is dynamic and exponential. Thank you so much for appearing on Blood Time and sharing your wonderful stories and your message from both your dad and your mom and your beautiful wife and kids. We wish you the best. Love to you and your family. We are all blood. Thank you, Yoshi. Thank you. Coach Cimarroni here for Blood Time. We are all blood. God bless. I want to leave you with this thought of the day, with a nod to Kid Rock. Go to where you are celebrated, not tolerated. Hi, this is
1: Lee Kemp. You've just heard an episode of Blood Time. Check out all the episodes at maverickpodcasting.com.